Welcome to Ask Holger, where I answer questions from the trade. And this week I had a question from an old acquaintance who runs a drinkware website, or he sells all sorts of pub stuff. I guess I shouldn't use the word pub stuff, because that's another website, pubstuff.co.za. This one you can find at dmprocom.tk. And we're just chatting on how to improve his business and or his online business or how he could sell to directly to the retailers. He is an importer of all these fine things, things like um, uh, tot measures and tot dispensing stuff, glasses, all sorts of things. And to help me with this topic, I invited my friend Gary, who's been running an e-commerce business for the last, how many years, Gary? Uh, it's about 11 years now, Holger. 11 years. No, no. Most of you, most of our listeners have, haven't even been married that long. <laughs> so Gary's been married to this business. And tell us a little bit about your business and um, you... Yeah, thanks, Holger. Um, so we started the business, the online side, in 2005. Um, I'd done a little bit of research. I was involved in retailing up until that stage and was very, very keen on the whole digital e-commerce side. Um, I got a course from a colleague and read through the whole course, went through the whole course, and then tried to find a web designer, which was a challenge in those days, because I think when we started... 2005. 2005. Yeah, uh, it was very difficult at the time to tell, but I believe there were a couple of hundred e-commerce stores trading online properly at that stage. So I think we were one of the pioneers then. So was this... this, What is the timing? I mean, we used to attend Peter, Peter... Peter's, what's his name? Peter Carruthers That's courses it. Exactly. stuff. Was it the same sort of time? Yeah, or? exactly the same time. In fact, um, it was one of the courses that Peter had recommended by a guy called Corey Rudel, I think it was then. Yes, I've got um, that. Yeah, have I you got it? Yeah. So it, it was a whole set of files and uh, I was going to say DVDs. I don't even know if they had DVDs in those days, but it was a whole lot of resources. Yeah. And some of the stuff was particular to the States, um, but the generic concepts in terms of the building blocks of e-commerce, bearing in mind that the States at that stage was two or three years ahead of us, um, was absolutely fantastic. Just to you know, get that, those foundations right and start mm-hmm. learning you know, what you want to learn, basically. So yeah, we started in 2005. Um, in Corey Rudel's notes, now I hate sort of necessarily referring to one person, but you know, those notes definitely helped me in those yeah. days. He had a saying, which I think wasn't his, it was used before and used afterwards, but it was find an, a niche an inch wide and a mile deep. Mm-hmm. And those words roll very, very easily off the tongue, but we can actually have a whole podcast on that, yeah. <laughs> what that entails then. But um, I believe online that that mantra still to today holds forth then. Um, you know, if you want to go online and you want to compete with the big boys um, and sell TVs online, by way of example, you're just never going to be competitive. Uh, the market sure is there, um, but as a sort of small business or a small proprietor, you just don't have the resources either to get the prices they're getting or to you know market on the scale that they're getting as well. So. The nice thing online, your customers are huge. You know, they're all over the world geographically, technically, if you can get through the shipping. 
Um, uh, but you know, with that in mind, you know, you can sell really arbitrary stuff. Then I mean, I'm sure you've come across some stuff online. <laughs> uh, I think yesterday my daughter wanted me to find some little adapter that went on the cell phone, and there was a shop online just selling these little adapters. And you know, they've a small business, and they've made a business mm. with this little thing, and they've just made themselves very, very good at selling this little widget. Then, um, and they don't have a little small geographic base based on traditional retailing. Um, they've got the whole of South Africa as their market then, which is quite good. Mm. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I think I, one of the first websites I built, you also helped me with, which was for my mom's bed and breakfast. That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I can yeah. remember, I mean, even, I don't know what I tried to do, HTML f- uh, stuff and, and blogger, blogspot, and uh, I made a little website in it kind of worked my mum was surprised where she was getting all this traffic from and all these phone calls yeah I think we put a bit of an AdWords campaign together for her as well at the time then just to get a bit of leads there (laughs) yeah okay so your first project was I mean you you were starting out of retail stationary postnet kind of background yeah so I mean we we just happened to already be a manufacturer we manufactured Mm. rubber stamps for the retail outlet that we had at the time and it seemed quite a, a natural progression. You know, there wasn't, uh, obviously, very few online stores and there wasn't anyone retailing rubber stamps online. Mm. Um, you know, it's, nowadays I have a bit of a checklist when we're starting a new project and everything that we, we want to do has to tick pretty much all the boxes. Um, and we're, we're in a very fortunate business. Um, you know, we, we're A, a manufacturer, obviously an online retailer as well. That means we cut out several levels of middlemen. And I think not only is that important to the clients from a price perspective, um, but also from a service perspective then. And, you know, the internet nowadays um, is faster than it's ever been, figuratively and literally. Um, You know, we're talking about sort of response times and delivery times. And sometimes we're a bit slower than the States, but people aren't prepared to wait any long. Um, You know, I was got a quote the other day from a guy and in a sort of similar industry to us then. And to the side. and he wanted yeah he wanted sort of to have a lead time of around about ten days or so then um, I don't know about you but uh, if you had to wait for a product for ten days <laughs> you'd probably go somewhere else I think then yeah yeah ten days um, I mean I've waited I've bought some stuff off from China and stuff where I've waited for six weeks. You sort of write it off and then eventually it arrives. You've forgotten about it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we are quite isolated geographically here in South Africa. So, you know, the stuff that we are getting from overseas, I guess there's an expectation. But that's kind of not hugely needed. You know, it's mm. normally sort of discretionary purchases that we make then. Yeah. Um, if, you know, our market is largely sort of business to business and sometimes a bit of business consumer. But, um, you know, in the, in the market that we trade, you know, the guys want their stuff and they want it quickly. Mm. Some people even want it the same day and we haven't gone as far as that. Um, but I definitely believe, um, you know, if you're going to be ordering and delivering stuff, then you need to do it within two to three days. Uh, that's kind of the norm nowadays. Uh, yeah. And your clientele mainly B2B? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a range of clientele, um, but I would, I would say it's probably mm-hmm. traditionally B2B at this stage. Then, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much us. We started doing rubber stamps. Um, we've we'd obviously got quite a big client base over the last 11 years or so. Um, and then looked at complementary uh, projects and websites um, that we could sell to our existing client base. Then, so subsequently, we've launched uh, a name badge site. Um, so we make magnetic and engraved name badges. 
Um, the next project which launched last year was business cards uh, we're now trading in that market then our same customer base they give us the artwork sort of on a Monday morning by way of example um, we can print cut a package and dispatch their business cards that afternoon and if they're in a major center they'll get it the following day then um, which yeah it's, it's not easy to do we've obviously invested heavily in equipment and we've got the systems and processes um, but it's great you know it's, it's nice nice seeing happy customers and it's nice delighting the customers and exceeding their expectations. Mm. I can imagine if you yeah. order something today and you have it tomorrow, it must be quite a weird feeling. Yeah, I think so. And especially a personalized product. You know, a widget is something else. You know, if you've got stock, you just pick the stock okay. and pack it and off it goes. But right. all our projects or products are personalized and customized. Um, so, you know, we have laser engravers and wide format printers and all kinds of um, goodies and gafters that we use, obviously, to do that. Uh, and that takes time, you know. So we, we really had to zone hard on our processes. And, um, yeah, we, we work at light speed in the office then. Very, very important. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, I, I I keep forgetting that it's a personalized product that you sell. I mean, I know you make it, but it's it's yeah, it's very personal. And um, and now you've also done into you've also started doing stickers and yeah, that, so that's that's the newest project. Um, effectively, we've started that at the beginning of this year, 2017. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've again invested quite heavily in equipment. Um, and the equipment can do, like a lot of our other equipment, a whole lot of stuff. But going back to that niche, uh, sort of a, an inch wide and a mile deep. Um, we're just using the equipment for a, a section of what it's capable of doing. And in this instance, that's stickers and labels. Um, the response has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we've done all kinds of stuff, beer bottle labels. Uh, we've done license disc. We've done food bottle labels. We've done school stickers, all kinds of stuff. Um, again, there's quite a, it's quite a competitive industry. Um, we digitally print all our labels at this stage. Um, the quality is absolutely fantastic, and it means that we can get stuff out really, really quickly. Um, I think we're still small enough and we we agile enough that we can stick to our delivery sort of times and guidelines, whereas a lot of the guys at the moment in the industry traditionally are also looking at sort of five to seven days as a lead time then, wow. which is not bad, and obviously they're a lot busier than we are. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a little bit of a niche there, and mm. perhaps we can just disrupt it and at the very least service our existing clients with uh, labels and stickers then yeah and uh, I mean interesting for for my sort of followers is as we were talking Gary was working with an order with Zeppelin Brewery so Paul's Brewery in Pretoria um, which has been mentioned on this podcast before I think I was introduced to Paul and, and the Zeppelin Brewery through Gary and uh, orders that he plays so we've got a secret agreement if, if Gary hears of a new brewery he'll let me know in on the secret and uh, Gary also makes an exciting coaster that wooden coaster that you make on your laser engraver yeah that's it so we've done quite a few of those um, I mean again we've got we've got a couple of laser engravers that we use for our stamps mm. and our badges um, and we started off as a bit of an experiment, a request from a client. They were looking for some wooden coasters, uh, personalized again, customized. I think it was a set of a 1,000 at that stage. Um, and we got it out. We played around with some different designs, round and square and all kinds. Um, and fantastic. A, a really, really good low-priced promotional personalized mm. gift. Um, I, I can't remember offhand. I think it's on our website what it comes in at then. But, um, yeah, you know, just to have something nowadays that you can give out which is has a long shelf life. It's going to sit mm. on the counter or on the desk or whatever, a sort of a beverage coaster for a couple of weeks, months, or maybe even mm. a year. 
um, to come in at sort of a mark under 10, 15 rand or whatever it is. You just don't get that nowadays. Mm. Then. And very importantly, obviously, customized and branded with your logo, um, which is going to be visible to eyes, as I say, for a long time to come. Then. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, you've specifically chosen something that, or maybe not, maybe it was luck, but that you personalize and it's it's a small product. So it seems like you've got the ideal e-commerce business. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know if there's ever an ideal business, but I, I think, you know, again, maybe by a little bit of luck and a bit of hard work, um, I, I think we've, we've got a fairly successful formula. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I look at industries that I wouldn't like to be in then um, on the e-commerce side, and that's, I guess, shipping really big stuff, um, stuff that uh, maybe you rely on other people from a stock perspective to mm-hmm. get in, which I think a lot of people are. Um, so, you know, again, the sort of uh, flip side of that from our business is that we keep very little stock then. Mm. Uh, we have good arrangements with our suppliers. And um, the stock that we have is all personalized. So we never, ever have dead stock. Uh, you know, mm. if you're a retailer, an online retailer, from that perspective, at least, it's a really, really good good industry to be mm. in then. Um, I, I dealt with another industry recently, and they were the complete opposite. You know, they had huge, huge stock levels of a, of a wide variety of products. Um, and you know it was absolutely fantastic stuff really really good looking stuff etc I won't name the particular industry uh, but you know some of the stuff had been sitting on the shelves for two or three years and they just couldn't move the stuff unfortunately and that stuff you've got to throw away then so yeah there's, I've actually I've written an article on it then which I'll try and share the link at the end okay. <laughs> if I can remember it then of what in my opinion makes the best or the perfect e-commerce product then and it might not be for everybody but it definitely ticks the boxes I think yeah. then in terms of what it's what I guess it should be then if you want to make your business successful then I know. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what it's about. You know, <laughs> when I have a, a business and a product um, which obviously scratches an itch, which is a term that I heard again the other day, mm. which I think is quite important. I think it might even have been Pete that used that term then. Eh? Um, but ultimately, also want to have one that has reasonable margins and where you can make a bit of money. And um, as we saw earlier on in this week, then you know, to make a good living, you need to make a heck of a lot of money. <laughs> mm. Um, before tax so that Pravin and co can grab what's left of it then and you can be left with a tiny little bit at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I stopped wholesaling beer a couple of years ago and I said, you know, it's too expensive and it's too bulky to ship beer. Yet, my friend Rob from, who started the League of Beers, has has managed to launch a online beer shop and successfully, I guess, um, moved it into the the Yapishev brand or into the Yapishev business. And he's got all the things that you've just mentioned are against him. I mean, you've got to keep a variety of different beers. The stuff is heavy. It's got a short shelf life. I mean... The only thing that I think he has going for it is that he's got a fanatical kind of following. You know, beer drinkers or craft beer drinkers are, uh, you know, they, they're fanatical and they, they've got a nice niche. So he's, he's got that part right, but how would you, what, would, what tips would you give a brewer? I mean, we can look here at, for example, uh, in a brewery, and we've just chatted to Rob Mitchell from Old Main Brewery in Peter Marisburg or in Hilton. He's got an online shop and he says he's, he's had very little success. 
Now, if you look, a case of beer costs 364 rand for 16 half-liter beers. Shipping, we looked, was about 100, just 100, 120 rand to, from Hilton to Gauteng. Is it viable? I mean, I suppose we should ask Rob, Rob Haynes from Yapishev, but, I mean, as an as a e-commerce retailer, how would you tackle that project? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's so much in that question, um, and we'll see if we I can come back to you in about a half an hour or so. Then, but let me try and break it down into sort of bite-sized chunks. Um, you know, again, if we come back to sort of our particular business, then you know we what's called sort of a pure play e-commerce business. Then, yeah. so we don't have a retail outlets. So we strictly online. Uh, we believe we've got a product and a, a market um, where that will work. Mm. Uh, a lot of the pundits are now saying that's actually not the way to go. You know, the way to go is to, again, look at e-commerce just as another channel. Um, and I think to answer your question sort of backwards to forwards, mm. um, I think in your particular industry, that's the way I would approach it then. So, yes, you know, there are a couple of things against it. It is a, a heavy product. It is a fragile product. Um, you know, depending on the, the size of the business, there may be instances where you create a lot of demand um, using whatever tools you have your, at your disposal, sometimes at great cost. Um, and then all of a sudden you don't have stock of the product then, which is not a good place to be mm. then. Um, but, but notwithstanding that, you know, I think it's a very, very important. I, if certainly if I were one of the brewers, then I would at the very least have this as a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news, I think, is that when we started back in 2005, um, there weren't any sort of off-the-shelf cloud-based shopping carts available then. Um, you know, we had to get a, a pretty much a bespoke website developer. And in our particular industry, and again, our niche, because it's all personalized, you know, that's the way we'll continue. But in the interim, over the last 10 to 15 years or so, there have been a huge amount of off-the-shelf sort of shopping cart um, software developers that have come on board. Um, some are based in South Africa. You've probably heard the, the, the terms and the names before Shopify. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's, that's the, sort of the agency is run by um, a local crowd here in South Africa. Um, there's big commerce. Um, there's WooCommerce, which is obviously an add-on to WordPress. Um, a local developer who's been around an e-commerce guru, um, Craig, I think he's working on another platform called GetBuild, which is a local South African uh, bread platform. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these are, I hesitate to say plug and play, because as much as people often say that it is, it never turns out to be that way. Um, but what it means, practically, is that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get into this channel, mm-hmm. and you can get into the channel very, very quickly. Uh, just by way of example, my wife had a, a little idea for an e-commerce business, um, and again, you know, in the past, you would probably, to do it properly, you would have had to spend 30, 40, 50,000 rand, and I'm saying to do it really, really properly. Um, I think she, over a weekend, we sort of got her online with a Shopify site then, integrated it with the payment gateway. I think they use Payfast at the moment. Um, And by the Monday morning, she was up and running. She Mm -hmm. had her site. Um, The nice thing about that is that it's subscription-based, so you pay a monthly fee. Um, Those fees generally sort of vary, or the subscription rates vary from about 100, 200 rand up to about 300, 400 rand. So it's not going to break the bank, and at least it allows you to put your feelers out and test the waters. And I think if you follow on from that and you maybe do quite a bit of research, this is going to be a channel. You mentioned fanatical followers. I think the other thing we spoke about off-air 
was the fact that, yeah, sure, someone, you know, based in the main center who has lots of bottle stores around them or retail outlets um, who stock the particular beverage that they're looking for, they're going to weigh it up and say, well, I'm not going to spend 300 rand and then spend another 100 rand when I can go down to the local bottle store five minutes away and get it. That's a very different story if you're based in Freyheit or Kimberley or somewhere else. So I think in those instances, and that's where e-commerce really, really does come into play, um, you know, there so you might have a, a fan that's moved there or that's you know, come to Bloemfontein or somewhere else and tasted the beverage, um, and it just isn't available. And, you know, that's, again, one of the huge benefits of e-commerce is being able to buy stuff um, which traditionally wouldn't be available in your particular local. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, 100 Rand is perhaps still a lot of money, but if you really, really want it, it's definitely cheaper paying the 100 Rand than getting in your car and driving to Joburg, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Which is a different experience. But to counter that, I mean, I had a chat with Rob, and I said, Rob Haynes, that is from League of Beers, where are your, where's the main base of your customer? And he said, Santon. Too lazy to go to the bottle store. Norman Goodfellas or whoever he's, whatever he's called is down the road. He's got a massive selection, and yet they still support Yuppie Chef. So, yeah, I mean, I had a, a guy that we dealt with um, a while back. Um, he was in the energy efficiency industry. Um, hell of a nice guy, very bubbly, very bright. I think he enjoys his craft beer as well by the mm-hmm. sounds of it. And he's involved with a company called the Big, Big Box Company now then, which is another interesting project then. He probably doesn't remember me, but his name is Jonas. And um, he, was, he was an absolute artist when it came to the English language. And one of the things he said about the energy efficiency industry, and I think it applies equally well here, is that products have been created to pander for our laziness. <laughs> And going back to sort of your point now about the people in Santon, the convenience aspect of having stuff delivered directly to your Mm. office or to your home mustn't be underestimated. Mm. We we lead such busy, hectic lives nowadays um, that for a busy professional – Five minutes, a minute, 30 seconds means a lot nowadays yeah. then. Um, you know, and to drop off to your bottle store in traffic on the way home um, is probably now going to be a half an hour diversion then. Um, so to have it, you know, delivered to your office or dropped off at home if you've got someone there, it's the convenience, which mm-hmm. is the big thing then. And yeah. I think, you know, for those, the, those lucky enough to not have been affected too much by a province change mm-hmm. of taxation – um, I think you know they've got a little bit more disposable income, and for them, a hundred rand is very, very much worth the convenience. Yeah. Then, and, and I think the big thing there, I think we used hundred rand as a generic delivery amount. Um, I dare say, in the main centres, it's going to be even less than mm. that. And I think that's one of the things that I wanted to touch on when you first asked the question. Although the beauty of e-commerce is that your market is expanded exponentially geographically. My suggestion would be get your feelers in the water. Um, yeah. Don't spend a lot of time and a lot of money. This is an extra channel. Get a Shopify site or a Get Build site up. Spend a weekend, learn it yourself. Spend a couple of mm-hmm. hundred rands. But don't necessarily start offering delivery all over the country. You know, you okay. probably don't have the stock for that. You don't have the logistics for that. And it's going to be expensive. You know, if you're based in Durban, for example, then just offer a local Durban delivery service then. Mm. Um, you can probably use a very, very cheap non-national delivery or logistics company. I know at one stage we were getting Durban deliveries up to about 10 kgs for 21 rand. You know, wow. that, that changes the ball yeah. game dramatically then. That's a big difference. Yeah, so, so do that. Build your brand. Build your delivery brand, your online store in there. Yeah. Um, start marketing across there. And if it works, I think then the guy should come and speak to you. 
about maybe warehousing some stock in the other major centers and similarly paying 21 rand for a local delivery because that is a game changer. Yeah, that is. And, I mean, in theory, craft should be local, but then we always have those guys that want to experiment and I guess they might be somewhere far away. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing there is it should be local, yes, but what what happens in this scenario, which I'm sure happens often, I go to Cape Town, I taste a beer, I like it. (laughs) Now I'm back in Durban, I want it. (laughs) And you want to relive the experience. Yeah, absolutely. So just just on a, a, going back to your your shopping cart, I use, for my beer book, when I launched the beer book, I did a little online shop, which I did myself, and I used ECWID, Dot com. I don't know what it stands for. It used to be called something else. What was it before? Can you remember? Oh, no, I, I can't remember. I haven't but, come across that but, one yet. Yeah. yeah, but it's free. It's absolutely free. So there's no monthly subscription, um, which is obviously what attracted me to this thing. And there's obviously they're always trying to upsell you, but for, for a free... A shopping cart and I use Payfast where they take a percentage rather than a monthly fee so you, even if you don't sell anything you can have an on- online store you don't have a monthly expense so look at that ecwid.com um, and it works with Payfast um, I think again just to interrupt quickly mm-hmm. um, be- because the the costs of entry into e-commerce have come down mm. exponentially. Um, I think my message, and I don't know, we talk about it quite a bit, is don't worry too much about the free or saving $2 or mm. 5 rand here or 10 rand there. Uh, it's relatively inexpensive. Um, I think you just need to put your toe into the water do it, and just yeah. do it. Yeah. If it starts being successful, then by all means, you know, have a look at maybe mm. something that works slightly better. Um, on the finance side, you can then start looking at your own merchant account yeah. and maybe some of the other payment gateways. But believe you me, you know you can go two, three years building up your business before that becomes a major before factor. The, yeah. Rather, get your toe in the water immediately. What I would caution against um, is if you are going to go down this road, notwithstanding what I've said now – is don't just put rubbish up there. I think we looked at a site earlier up then, mm. uh, quite a reputable site by the looks of it then. And the first thing that struck me were the images on the front page in the banner were extremely pixelated yeah. then. Um, if you don't know what that means, then maybe you should perhaps pay a web designer yeah. to to do a little bit of um, the web designing. And again, that's not going to cost um, whatever it was in the past. Uh, but it's just, yeah, uh, the easiest way I can explain it is your, your storefront and your homepage is like your traditional retail store. And just think, you know, if you walk into, I don't want to mention any particular names, but you walk into a retail shop in a, a shopping center, you know, what are all the telltale signs in the back of your brain subconsciously, which are kind of giving you signals as to whether you should shop there or not then? Mm-hmm. Uh, is the shop clean? You know, are there, are there tellers at the cashier desks then? Um, uh, is, there, is it well merchandised? There's a lot of stock, you know, are there promotions, et cetera, et cetera. Online, a lot of the things are very similar, but because it's online and it's digital, there are some very specific things that you need to look at then. And I can tell you, you know, you've got seconds, uh, not minutes, you've got seconds mm. once the person has landed on your site for them to make the decision, not only do I like your site and like your product, but very, very importantly, to go all the way and to eventually put in their credit card mm. details and check out. And if there are any of these things that don't look right, they might not even know why, but subconsciously there's going to be a brick wall mm. and the guy's not going to con- continue and, and sort of finish that sale then. Yeah, yeah and... 
while while you're chatting, I'm just looking at this old main thing here. Three sixty four a case, and you can have a mixed case, but then there's a hundred odd rand shipping on top of that. How do I know that you 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 do free shipping? It's always included, not free. Yeah, well, yes and no. Okay. Um, so we've that's been one of the ways in which we've disrupted the industry. I'm a, I'm a big fan from a consumer point of view in going online and seeing a price and that price is the price that yeah. you pay. Um, I don't personally, I don't want to get to the checkout and see another 14% added on for VAT. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, and this is just a personal choice, I don't want to see extra in shipping. I don't want to see any extra charges. Um, and too often you get to the checkout, which is a very, very sensitive stage of the conversion process. And the, all these additional charges, and that's the first thing people are going to do is just abandon yeah. the cart at that stage. Um, in our particular instance, again, we've gone that route for 10 years. Um, luckily, we have a product where the margins allow us to offer free shipping, and we believe it was important for clients. Mm-hmm. We have changed that slightly, just as an aside. Um, we now offer free shipping still for people that place their order online on our web shops. Um, if they prefer to or choose to and want to email us that order, there's quite a lot of extra work involved for us in terms of processing that order. Um, the email ratio is normally about five or six to one for an offline order compared to an online order, which obviously takes time. And in that instance, we offer a flat rate of 50 rand uh, delivery throughout South Africa. Then, okay. And how does <clears throat> does that come up? Up on the once they process the shopping cart. Yeah, so so I mean, if if they're online, then mm. literally everything stays the same. Mm. So you know, we we trade heavily on the fact that we offer free delivery. Um, we try and encourage people when they're phoning us, when they're on our online chat, when they're emailing us, help them. You know, very much hand holding in terms of processing the order online, mm. so that they can get the fifty rand okay. free delivery. Okay, the, the free delivery. Wasn't... We've also sort of gone one step ahead to encourage people to buy online. Then. Um, and we offer a 10% automatic discount um, off our prices okay. if they actually purchase online then. Um, the idea being that um, our websites are quite easy to use, notwithstanding the fact that they're buying a customized and personalized product. Um, but yeah, it just it makes it easier for us and for the client, I think, if they can put in a little bit of extra information and process the order mm-hmm. online so that by the time we get it, it's a lot quicker for us to process it. We can get it up probably the same day, whereas an email back and forward with proofs, et cetera, takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wh- now let's go and have a look at this. Yeah, it's not even an e-commerce site, this one. But I mean, players in, in, in our industry, first of all, I think what they should all do is just to test rubber stamp is a order a rubber stamp on the website and I mean just be blown away by receiving it probably the next day or order some coasters or stickers if you need some promotional stickers um, just to get an idea of what can be done um, but I'm thinking you know if I've opened a brewery you say it's just another channel. Uh, Robbie from Old Main says he's hardly had any inquiries on the website. Now, I don't know if it's because it's hard to order it or because it's 
something. Yes. So, Hogger, I think there's, there's two things that I, I want to say here, um, and they're very, very important. Um, I think like a coffee shop, the success ratio of e-commerce stores is exceptionally low. <laughs> the attrition rate is, mm. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's huge for the first year. Yeah. And, you know, probably of the people that start after two years, there's maybe 5 or 10% that are left standing mm. then. Maybe a couple are ticking over. So, so why is that then? I, I think a lot of kind of people believe that, you know, once they built the site, you know, the, the flocks will come mm. and they'll come with their credit cards and they'll spend money. And as we know, unfortunately, that doesn't work like that. So, um, you know, what we're talking about now is really just getting the basics up, you know, getting a presence online where mm. people can technically browse your site, see what they want, select it, put it in the cart, purchase it and have it delivered. Um, but then, yeah, then you've got to market that channel then. Mm. Um, and that's, that's maybe a discussion for a whole nother day. Yeah, it's interesting. But I'm trying to I'm – tr- all I, I mean, this website here, yeah, I keep all, – all I'm doing is yeah, adding another beer to the thing and it's – doesn't really uh, these are checkout thing a little tiny little thing in the corner yeah I think from a UX perspective I also had a brief look at the site then and there were definitely some things that could be hugely improved okay. uh, which would I think dramatically increase his conversion rate okay. on this particular site I think the, the second thing I wanted to add and this is very important um, perhaps for, for our industry not so much then because most of our clients generally when placing an order or at a desktop or a laptop um but the mantra nowadays is is mobile first. Then mm. um, I just think you know. I mean, you've heard our stats uh, in South Africa. I think we're one of the the leading countries with mobile penetration. Then, um, and the nice thing about using an off the shelf product like uh, Shopify, one of the others, is that they're automatically responsive. Um, for those you know that are not in the tech industry that don't know what that means, it means that. <coughs> for want of a better word, your site will be pretty and functional on any device, including a mobile device then. Yeah. And that's exceptionally important. I don't know, you know, nowadays we've got slightly bigger phones, but people will be ordering this type of product. Mm. If, if it's just a, a one-click case order here, they'll be ordering it on their phones. They're on their phones all the time. If you're not going to invest in a product, which is not going to cost you much more and maybe won't cost you any more, which is going to be readable and functional on a mobile device where probably most of your customers are going to be order your products mm-hmm. then then you're also wasting your time okay. at this stage very very important yeah I mean I was quite quite surprised by the amount of books I sold when I first launched my beer book um, I also and, and we can talk about take a lot I also put them on take a lot and it um I think I sold more on my own website, which was quite nice. I mean, the the whole experience of getting an order and seeing the payment come through and then boxing it and packing it and shipping it is quite exciting. But now, Take-A-Lot offers a service for, for the, I guess, for the craft brewers and, and the liquor industry. And I think they work together with Picardi Rebel um, or not. Um, and I'm just trying to think you know is that do you think because take a lot is already on everybody's lips that that's a better option than starting your own website so I would say they're not mutually exclusive Mm. you know we don't yet have Amazon in full force in South Africa Um, but overseas many e-commerce players have their own store 
Mm-hmm. And they also stock their products in Amazon stores then. And uh, obviously the beauty of that, the same as with Take-A-Lot, is that Take-A-Lot have got a huge, huge amount of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their account details are in there. Um, obviously they've often stored a credit card detail on the site. It's easy to check out. Okay. Um, they're happy and confident buying through Take-A-Lot whatever the products are then, be it a bed, a bottle of beer or whatever. So, yeah, I would say most definitely. Uh, you, you told me the figures would take a lot and in terms of dipping your foot th- into the water. I think that's, that's just another channel. Mm. I would definitely say consider it. What that, however, means from a business perspective I guess is that you you need a little bit of money and a little bit of stock to keep at the Take a Lot warehouse then, and that's something you're going to have to factor and in. And I guess you got to ship it there first. You got to ship it there as I well. I remember that. Yeah. So you yeah. got to ship it to Take a Lot. Yeah. And how much do you ship now? You know, do you yeah. ship ten cases or do you ship a thousand cases? You, yeah. you don't know yet what the demand's going to be, and the, obviously the more cases you ship, the lower your all-round shipping cost per yeah. bottle. So I guess you've got to get that right. But but again, dip your toe in the water yeah. there. I don't think there's any upfront costs. I believe there's a bit of a subscription fee. Mm. But you know, try it. The, the digital and online and e-commerce industry is beautiful and fantastic because you can experiment um, and it doesn't cost you a lot of money then. Mm-hmm. In the old okay. days, you'd have to, with build, whatever build you wanted to do with anything, marketing or promotions, you'd have to spend a lot of money and you probably only realize in six months' time mm. whether it worked or whether it didn't work. Now you can try something in a couple of days. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you move on to the next thing. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, somebody else is doing that somebody very, very importantly that, then. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, I still believe it's very important for you to have your own online shop. Yeah. I think you know, you're going to build your brand. And if it's successful, you can build your shop. And uh, you know, this is just the, sort of the me from the businessman looking at it, things. And you know, if you've got a shop and you're selling your beer – um, hopefully you'll sell a lot of beer maybe you won't um, but you're getting a lot of traffic to the site then if you're getting traffic to the site and you're obviously paying for that traffic in some way why not sell them some other stuff mm. complimentary stuff you know there's nothing I'm sure there's lots of you know if you've got a really great brand you can sell maybe a couple of branded promotional products on there with your brand on there okay. if you've got a huge fan mm. base then um, you know, maybe ultimately, if if you do this right, then you're going to become the, you know, the, the the online beer shop. Then, and you can maybe stock some of your mate stuff as well. Then, you know, so mm-hmm. you kind of can take a percentage off there, or whatever. But anyway, those are just random thoughts. Yeah. But I, I would definitely say, if you're going to do the take a lot thing, do it definitely. But don't just do that. Okay. Definitely spend a bit Store. of time and money and invest in your own e-commerce yeah. site then, because you can do it so quickly and so cheaply. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got an email here, and the contact person at Take a Lot is Daryl Barnes. So there's a success fee. What will I pay? Success fee, a ten percent excluding VAT success fee based on the product selling price, and then there's a twenty Adrian plus VAT handling fee. That sounds very low. It doesn't say anything about shipping, and then a hundred and fifty rand a month um, subscription fee. I wonder if they, they can't be shipping for that price. Yeah, look, um, you know, they've got, obviously they've got volume, you know. Mm. Um, I know it's with Take Lot that they sort of have vertically integrated with a delivery company, Mr. Delivery, okay. a while back. So they have their own delivery and logistics network in some areas. Mm. Uh, they use other national couriers in other areas. But their delivery costs are, are probably quite low. 
I'd venture to say just off the cuff that they probably break e- even on that delivery charge then. Mm. Um, the success fee, they make a little bit of money, although there's still some admin involved. Um, keep in mind there's also, I'm sure, transaction costs involved, you know, yeah. um, which maybe is where some of the success fee goes. But at this stage, they're probably happy stocking the extra products for their customers, and they make a bit of money on the subscription okay. then. Yeah. And just from a, from a legal side, the last time I spoke to Daryl, because they sell on your behalf, so Takealot doesn't buy the product from you; they sell it for you, and which means you have to have a retail liquor license. So, as a brewer, you must be licensed to sell retail um, because that's the liquor license that they use. It's not covered by the liquor license; it's covered by the brewer's or the brand owner's liquor license. That's a very interesting point. Um, I mean, I'm not used to that industry. I don't know a lot about your industry, but. Um, are you saying then, if if myself as a brewer, you know, I got I got the technical know-how, I'd started brewing some beer, I'd started selling it. Um, I couldn't sell it at all, and I couldn't sell it online unless I had a, a retail license. Then, yeah. So and, yeah. And what's involved? Is it quite a complex thing to get that retail license? It's it's the same license that would cover a bottle store, okay. as we know it. So it's the same bottle bottle store license that you would need to have in. I guess an e-commerce liquor business. And is it a lengthy process, an expensive process? To it's get not. That? It's not that expensive. I guess it's ten thousand rand if you use a consultant, um, which most people do. You can just go to your local liquor board, and they. they each province has got their own liquor license, liquor act, and which governs kind of the the whole industry. Um, I I remember my first liquor license. I got an. Uh, a consultant to do it and the second one I did myself so it's just spending a lot of time with the very inefficient uh, liquor authority so what would be interesting is if you brewed your stuff and sold it only online mm. you would you're saying you would still need a you retail liquor need, license you would still it? need the licenses yeah. so the and mar- would would they give it I suspect in the form somewhere you need to say where you're selling it <laughs> That might be quite interesting because I'm sure they haven't foreseen that you would be able to sell it online because they're probably looking for a specific place then. Yeah, you still so it's it's all liquor licenses are based on property, on the location, and yeah, so it doesn't really cover the e-commerce or the the next generation business, okay. I guess. Yeah, so and typically a manufacturer has got a license to sell a little bit off off site but I don't think that would cover an e-commerce store so that would mean a real extra license interesting I I think it's kind of watch the space then I'm sure there are going to be some changes there yeah should we anything else we we want to talk about yeah I think that's it I think it's a very exciting space Um, I know we chatted a little bit off air um, I got an infographic from someone yesterday and it was all about startups and how one should do things and shouldn't do things and um, I'm not sure where the stats came from but um, two of the quickest in fact the top two quickest growing startup industries um, one was relaxation which one can understand with mm. our busy lifestyle and the other one was on the beverage side so I think anyone in the beverage market at the moment then by the sounds of it is in for a, a good ride it's definitely a growing industry will continue to grow um, which is, is great you know the worst thing you want to do is get involved in a, a business somehow then or a startup and it's actually in a declining industry then yeah so yeah, so, yeah I, th- I think um, for, for your followers 
um, very, very interesting, very, very cool business to be in then. Um, you know, it's, I've watched you and listened to you and the whole explosion of the craft beer industry in South Africa. Um, I think if the guys can add e-commerce as a bit of a channel, it just makes them a little bit more self-reliant, you know, mm. um, rather than relying on other distributors, which they may still have to do. Um, but yeah, if, if the business is going to grow eventually and maybe it becomes from a small to a medium-sized business, you know, then I think if they've done the hard work and put that e-commerce channel in place, they're definitely going to have more chances of success in terms of their all-round marketing and sales strategy. Before I let you go, I'm actually going to go off on a tangent because I'm just sitting here and thinking, where do the bottle stores fit in? You know, we, your local tops. I mean, should he be online? Should Spa as a group be online offering an e-commerce business? And I'm saying that because on my last trip to Cape Town, I believe that Cyberseller got involved with one of the specialist retailers whether they invested in the business or if they if it's a partnership is not I mean I'm not a hundred percent up to speed with that, but the idea is that they what they're doing is buying up a few liquor stores so that the distribution channel becomes smaller. So they deliver out of the the retailers. They they're an e-commerce business acquiring shares in in retail stores so that they can use the retail stores to deliver faster and. I can think of a whole lot of instances, again, not just pandering to our laziness, but where you as a client um, are sitting, you know, 2Ks, 5Ks from mm. your local bottle store, much like shopping online, you know, and maybe that hasn't taken off as much as it could or it should. But I think their perishable mm. products, their touchy-feely products, and, you know, obviously uh, beverages are slightly different. But, you know, you're having a party, you know, the, the alcohol's run out there. Um, how better to go onto your app or your, you know, mobile responsive e-commerce site for your local mm. bottle shop uh, quickly dial in whatever you want, you know, a case of beer here, a bottle of wine, whatever the story is, and have it delivered, you know, a couple of minutes or half an hour later then. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, that's why I think Take A Lot got, or the missed delivery sort of section worked quite well then. That's, that was a local delivery service then of, of things very similar to this. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, look, if uh, I must be honest, I think if I owned a general liquor outlet then, uh, with my knowledge, uh, I would jump on the bandwagon and I would definitely get an e-commerce store set up within a couple of days. Uh, and, and you would then just service within 10 kilometers? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There is, it's a bit of an elephant in the room, um, you know, going back to the checkbox that we have when we're launching new products mm. and services and projects. There is one concern in your particular industry is, is the value of the goods shipped. Yeah. Um, and security and all those things then. So I think one would, it wouldn't stop one going down this route, but one would have to be quite mm. savvy about it. Um, you'd obviously want, you'd want to make sure that you didn't lose money, number one, and you want to make sure that the delivery drivers, either your own drivers or whoever you're outsourcing, um, were not <laughs> hijacked on their way yeah. or wherever it was then. So. And then, so that's a general bottle shop, not, if you think of a specialist bottle store like like Hillcrest Tops, which you know that I'm quite passionate about growing the selection, and and I'm thinking, people often I get I get a few messages on Facebook saying, "Is this in stock? Have you got that? You know, would it be worth? I mean, that's the wrong question. What would you do? Put that online? I mean, if it's a specialist, if if they keep stuff that 
very few other people keep. You might be able to ship it a little bit further and it might take a little bit longer and it doesn't matter. Do you know what the beauty is? If, if you're going and doing the hard yards and getting an e-commerce shop up and mm. running um, and it's working, um, there's, it's no extra cost to have another little option to ship apart from your local area. Mm. And sometimes with, you know, with these things on the digital side, you know, again, you, know, you, you do some things and you work hard and you think that you're clever and some things work and some things don't. But sometimes it's just by chance. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've listened to in various different businesses. And sometimes that little, that little jolt or the success factor, the X factor has been something that nobody ever considered. Yeah. And coming back to your question, put a shop up then and, and have an, when you design it, have an option to ship nationally and, and put a, a realistic rate in for national shipping. And if you've got someone that's looking for a particular craft gin or a particular craft beer or another specialist um, beverage and they can't get it any, anywhere else and you know, you've done a little bit of social media marketing or, or whatever it is, um, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if you started getting some mm. national orders in. And if you got some national orders in, maybe there was a, a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of a gap there to put some time and money into then promoting it as a national store as opposed mm. to a, a local regionally based store then. Yeah, I think people like, you know, I mean, I don't know what the success is, but people, companies like Norman Goodfellow, who's quite a premium upmarket bottle stores spent a lot of time and effort and I get their newsletters in in promoting the e-commerce store and because they're in three locations, so they're in Johannesburg, Durban and Cape Town, um, might, you know, they might be onto something. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that just from a, a practical perspective, obviously packaging becomes very important mm. then. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing, once you've done, again, all the hard work, you've got, you know, you're bringing the leads in, they're coming to the website, they're converting, they're buying your product, um, they're eagerly awaiting the arrival of the product and it arrives and it smells like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even though it's not your fault, by extension, and I know this from practical experience, our outsourced couriers are viewed as us. And yeah. if they break it, we've broken it, basically, Definitely. then. Um, so, yeah, I can't stress enough, particularly with something that's fragile like this, it might be a bit painful, but spend the extra money and make sure that it is very, very well packaged before yeah. it leaves the, the shop there now. Yeah, okay. Good, man. Maybe I should have a chat to Rob Haynes and uh, his partners at Yuppie Chef someday and see what we can get out of out of um, what he's learned out of being specifically in, in, in this particular niche. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're fantastic. You know, I, know, I know the guys there, and um, they're really they're fantastic people. They've built up a fantastic business. Um, they, if ever you want to see how to do e-commerce right, I think go to, mm. to Yuppie Chef. Um, from the tech side, from the customer services side, to all the little add-ons that they do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and spend a bit of time, you know, order some stuff and just see how the process works yeah. if you're new to the game. You don't need to reinvent the wheel, and I think you can learn a lot from their site and a couple of other sites. Yeah. There. I mean, the excitement of, I can just vouch for this, I mean, Rob has been very, very generous at times where he sent me vouchers or something for, for in return for a favor. And when that van arrives here. I mean, I've got my iPhone out and I'm filming the whole procession as he drives into my driveway and delivers my case of beer. So, I mean, it is exciting. And I, I can remember the first time it happened, my, I think my sister-in-law bought something for, for my brother 
for Father's Day, a, case, a mixed case of beers. And it, I mean, there is something, it is exciting when, when a parcel like that arrives at your door. So, yeah, I guess I guess we've got to look at it and uh, get get the brewers and the retailers involved. Yeah, I'm going to go off at another tangent here. And again, we can probably talk mm. till the cows come home then. And something that we're looking at at the moment, we're looking at packaging and how to, how to delight our customers even more. Mm. You know, I think we're already, hopefully we're exceeding the expectations in terms of time, in terms of the product quality, in terms of delivery. Uh, but we, we, want, we want them to have an even better experience opening up the box, you yeah. know. Um, and we've got a couple of little tips and tricks up our sleeve at this stage. But I think for your guys, when they start um, with their products, just this think creatively. You know, at, at the very least, I, you know, I'm not a, necessarily a big discount and promotion person then, but it's an ideal opportunity to lock in a client to maybe purchase again. You know, so drop in a 5 or 10% discount voucher for their next purchase mm. or something along those lines. Or or give them a little key ring or just something extra. So they, they're opening the box and, I mean, the beer is fantastic or, you know, that's mm. obviously what they've been waiting for, whatever beverage it is, but have something else in there. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money, you know, yeah. have some, something else in there. And, you know, it's, I don't want to come back to Yuppie Chef. They've done their own things and I don't think it's good to copy what they've done, um, but they've thought creatively about the whole process and they just, again, they don't want to delight their customer and have that fantastic experience yeah. when they're opening their box or bag or whatever it is. Yeah. So I've seen what you've done with your business cards is you've made the little holder, which obviously you, little wooden holder. So have you still got that running? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. So um, we obviously with engraving machines that we've got, then we, we do our own wooden engraved boxes mm. um, to hold the, the business cards. Um, we've got to a stage now where it takes a bit of time to process those boxes and we still want to keep our delivery times up to scratch and yeah. make sure we deliver. Because so they're personalized holders. They're, they're personalized, yeah. yeah. So we actually, uh, we've changed over now. We, we stock them in standard Perspex boxes, which we can also okay. personalize. But the wooden and gray personalized boxes are still available. It's a small additional fee. People can yeah. order it and then we do the, the personalized boxes okay. for them. Yeah. So I, I mean, I really want to encourage you to if you've never bought online, if you've never had the experience of having a case of beer delivered, order something from from Yuppie Chef. Um, and if you want to be surprised by just this unbelievable service from from Gary's firm, uh, rubber st- just try and buy buy a a rubber stamp online. Rubber stamp sa. That's right, yeah. And then we've got um, obviously also the sister site's name badge, sa.co.za, and mm-hmm. business card, sa.co.za as well. Yeah, so if there's anything you need, one of those three, four things, um, just try and order something there. We'll have, we'll have the, the websites on the, in the show notes, and yeah. Gary, thanks for joining me today. Holger, thank you very much as well. Um, thanks also for the plug right at the end. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting. Um, if I can and it works out, perhaps we can organize a bit of a discount voucher for yeah. your clients as well, and you can add that to your show notes. We'll there. put that in the show notes. And if there was a noise in the background, it's because it's Friday morning and we're sitting in the garden in Kloof, and it's a lovely sunny day, so we didn't want to sit inside, and um, the neighbors decided to... Um, kickstart their lawnmower today which is I guess something that we all have to do at some stage so if that noise was I hope I hope that noise wasn't too irritating but yeah we certainly had a better time sitting outside than inside the house so yeah we'll chat again soon cheers see you in the trade <laughs>